a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Are you guys going to go see uh, Rogue One anytime soon? Or? Going to get our tickets for the 23rd. Oh, nice. Well yeah. done, Mark. How about you guys? I have, I have to wait until I take Tirza to see uh, Fantastic Beasts, and then I get to see Not necessarily her rule. I promised her I'd take her to see it. So, Right. right Hopefully right. both will happen in the next couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea when I'm gonna see it. I hope um, hope to get out soon and uh, catch it. But uh, the reviews have been uh, the reviews have been positive. Everything's been sounding been good. good. So, yeah, yeah. Saw the video of Kevin Smith on the uh, red carpet. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, we'll have to he wait and see uh, what he has to say. Yeah, oh Kevin, God, Kevin no. Smith at this point is, is is he doesn't he knows where his bread's buttered. Oh yeah, and that's the DC bread, the DC TVU. And on that note, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Geese with Kids. I'm your host tonight, uh, Aaron, and uh, to my uh, virtual left, I will say, is uh, James. Say hi, James. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? And uh, yeah, no longer Orlando. Nope. He's. No I think I, I've moved up. Yeah, I think you're in like the uh, opening credit sequence now. Oh, nice. uh, you're not like the guest host anymore. Like I think you've uh, I think you've gone from like Oz to, you know, like uh, Seth Green guest starring Seth Green to uh, Is this kind of like Saturday know, Night Live where you go through the main cast and then and then featuring? Yeah, no, you're not even on the featuring anymore. Oh, I think you I think you've maybe graduated. And uh with us tonight is uh our uh Long time uh, listener, occasional uh, occasional guest. He's uh, been on a couple of times. Uh, Geek with Kid, uh, Mark. How you doing? Not too bad. And you, Aaron? Yeah, I'm doing doing all right. Uh, keeping it together. <laughs> I'm on minimal minimal sleep here. Um, Sleep's overrated. Yeah, it is. Um, if Sleep wants to sponsor a podcast, I will buy that. I will buy that in spades. Especially if there's some way that you can like bottle it and put it together in, you know, like an easily digestible form. Um, but then again, I guess there's NyQuil out there. So yeah, maybe I just need a, a little bit of NyQuil uh, after this. But uh, anywho, um, yeah, we're going to try and keep it uh, short, and, uh, short and sweet tonight. And we're just going to kind of like cut to the conversational chases here, so to speak. Um, big... Uh, uh, big sad news that just broke uh, minutes ago for us. Uh, Alan Thick passed away. Claims another one. <sighs> yeah, and uh, just looking at the, um, just like looking at the reports there, and um, uh, one said that he was playing tennis, another one said that he was playing hockey or playing some sort of like sport and collapsed. I believe, and yeah, I believe the ones that I've heard here on more than one site, say, playing hockey with his 19-year-old son. Uh, you know, 69 years old, you know. Yeah, that's... It used to be an old age. 69 is not a... You know, but it couldn't be more Canadian. Mm-hmm, yeah, no, you know. But as Canadian as it gets. <laughs> did he have a Timmy's with him? Did he have, you know... <laughs> did he... Was the rink lined with, like, uh empty uh, two fours, you know, kind of thing. Um, were there, yeah, were there bottles on the bench? Come on. But sad, oh, 
like for for the love of goodness, 2016, go away. I'm reminded of the line. There's one line that there was a takeaway from uh, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Yeah, and what's he says, that? At certain points in your life, he says, uh, and he's looking at at the desk and he sees a picture of Sean Connery and and uh, uh, and the other character, and he goes, Marcus, yeah, yeah, Marcus, and he goes. You know, at a certain point, life stops giving you things and starts taking things away. And for the most part, 2016 has been a takeaway year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. sad. Yeah, like, um, and the funny thing was, is he had a, like, I just saw him for, like, the first time in a very long time. He had a little bit part on that uh, new TV show, This Is Us. But, uh, it was good to see him again. Like, he was looking, he was looking good, you know, kind of thing. The, the, the um, was on Fuller House. He had his little cameo that, that mm. just came out this past weekend. Yeah, he was like he was like lining himself up to be like the next uh, Will Shatner. Like he was going to be Alan Thicke the character, not Alan Thicke the actor. Now, so yeah, it's a shame. Like, and I just spent the time, you know, we, watching Fuller House, and he comes on the screen in the second episode, and I start laughing. And I'm sitting here with Chuck, and Chuck looks at me and goes. What are you laughing for? What, what's so funny about this guy? <laughs> and I had to stop the episode, and we started pulling up YouTube clips of of uh, growing pains, and I yeah yeah, her and why it was funny because the connection with her and Candace Bury and Kirk Cameron and, and yeah yeah, and, and that. But I had to stop the episode just to explain all this to her and show her <laughs> clips of the of growing pains, and then the just before we went on uh, on the mics. Yeah, the uh, it, it lit up on on uh, the internet. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. I like had I literally don't... just, I had literally just finished watching the episode of How I Met Your Mother, where um, oh, great they're episode. ripping apart um, Kobe Smolder's character about being Canadian, and they mention <laughs> Alan Thicke, and five minutes later, boom, dead. It was kind of crazy. Hadn't heard that name in a while, wow. and then all of a sudden, twice in five, ten minutes. Well, and he winds yeah. up making a, making a, another cameo later on in that series. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah never. Yeah, it, where uh, we find out why Robin lost her sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> and we find out that she had, had uh, you know, a crush on Alan Thicke. Uh... Wow. You know, the... Uh, uh, Barney character goes looking to you know to track down who the the character was that she had this affair with or this obsession with, and it turns out you know he goes knocks on the door of Alan Thicke. Oh man, oh. that was a great episode that featured the uh, you know the the Grey Cup from in Hamilton, and if you don't know where Hamilton is, it's just outside of Guelph. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, according think, to America, <laughs> as we digress, Alan Thick, uh, you will be missed, uh, dude. Yeah, gone too soon. Twenty sixteen. Check out. Go away. You're done. Other news um, this week. Big, uh, big uh, week for trailers. Um, what was your? What was the big trailer uh, for you, gentlemen? That uh, really. Uh, that really spoke to you. That was one of the better ones uh, that you saw this week. Uh, Mark, what do you think? I think I'm actually, out of all the ones this week, I'm probably most curious about Assassin's Creed. I wasn't, didn't really play the games, 
but it had a kind of interesting storyline, and I think it's going to make the most mm. interesting movie out of it. So, what were some of the uh, what were some of the selling points on the trailer that totally like have like hmm come well, c- come check us out? Jeremy Irons and Michael Fassbender in the same movie is pretty good selling point. Two great mm-hmm. actors, both play whatever roles they get into very well. Um, and it just looked neat. A lot of the visuals they had in the trailer were really nice, and yeah, I think out of all of them, Definitely that one better. piqued my interest the most. Much better than uh, some of the previous trailers for the movie. Yeah, like the one with the um, who was it that did the song in the very first one? Oh, who was that? I want to say Drake. Was it Drake? It could be Drake. I could be wrong, but it was totally like out of place. Yeah, might have uh, been Drake. Well, you got a movie like that. I know they're trying to be edgy, but you know sometimes uh, tone it down and make it a bit more period mm-hmm. specific. Yeah. Well, I think the thing is, yeah, it, the it of itself is not very period specific. So it's kind of it has to kind of jump between periods. Mm-hmm. I guess it's that fine line that you got to work with. But a lot of that initial those initial trailers really just kind of assumed that you knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. It's a video game movie, so yeah. you really got to assume that they don't. Like, I have no interest in seeing it whatsoever. I never got into the game. I have no interest in it. And the trailer, like, the trailers haven't haven't sold me on it at all. Like, I just, I find it so just like, okay, like, if you're a fan of the video game, you will probably love it. But for me, yeah, because I was never, I was never into it, so I don't, yeah, I have no connection to it, and yeah, it's just, it all, it all, it feels like Hollywood is running out of, <laughs> like the the well is running dry in Hollywood right now. Like, and I just, like, I just read an article on um, Scorsese and how he was uh, saying in the article, he's like, I don't even watch modern movies anymore because it's all the same. It's all derivative. He'll catch maybe like one or two every now and then, but he's like, ah, it's, he, he just can't do it. can't stomach it. So, well, that's what, this is a guy though that could look at it and go, I'd make that better. Yeah, he totally could. But he's not. He's sitting around complaining about it instead of making it better. He still makes good movies. True. He still makes good movies. It's not like, uh, you know, some of these other guys that sit there, like uh, a Lucas that just goes, no, I don't watch this stuff anymore. I don't like it. Go, go fix it. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I suppose... well, yeah, you know, I, I tried to fix it and everything, but, uh, you know, like, uh, I couldn't get enough action figures made uh, in time to uh, get it released uh, with, like, the added footage and everything. So, uh, my Lucas is off today. <laughs> He's off yeah, every day. Still pretty cool. the, the level of bitterness was there, though. You got that. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, uh, when he shows up on the red carpet, and it's like, so, uh, what ideas did you supply? And he's like, they didn't take my ideas. Oh, I didn't think it moved the story forward enough. It Was, was it entertaining? Was there less CG characters? <laughs> were the creative characters that were in it much better than the ones that you created? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, uh, uh, you know, I love that's a tough Lucas, argument but, to make. Yeah, but but he's going to forever be branded with Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, that's true. That's his call. Yeah, so, yeah. so was Chewbacca, and so was Yoda, yeah, but, and so was. Yes, but Jar Jar was the last one. Nobody remembers <laughs> wins as much as they remember Jar Jar. 
That's true, but that's not fair. No, it isn't but fair. But it's true. But, hey, listen, for his name is tied to four Star Wars movies as director, and people only liked one of them. And the best one was Irving Kirshner, and that's, uh, you know, he that was the second one. That was Empire. <laughs> I yeah. still think it depends greatly upon your point of view, which is the best one to, like, half okay. quote Obi-Wan, right. but... Is, is any of, is, is any of <laughs> I see what you did there. One, you like that, eh? Yeah. yeah. Is anyone's favorite one ever any of the prequels? Mark, do no. you want to field this one? But, because... <laughs> but I would argue that the prequels do have some good elements just executed poorly. What elements? Darth Maul. Darth Maul? Fine. Palpatine. No. Brilliant. Palpatine was fantastic in the first three movies. Everybody else was terrible, but Palpatine was fantastic. Just because he was the the, the best flea on a dead dog doesn't mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, uh, by, by comparison, he was discussing great. other things tonight. So, no, no, I'm going to let this roll. I, I... <laughs> I'm not going to let say this happen. The prequels were brilliant. What I am going to say is a lot of. The bitterness towards them is, is overdone. They're bad in ways. They have good elements. The first, the original trilogy was bad in ways as well. Like, if you're no. going to tell me it was an acting education, it was brilliant, I then never, you're no, lying. No, no. It wasn't. It, and I, no, the it, writing it was appropriate was, for the series. The writing was bad in moments there as well. And But I, I love them. I think what was missing from the from the prequels that could it was just the heart. I think it was very soulless, and I think that comes down to George took on too much, and and people were afraid to take to jump in. He offered it to some great directors, but they also know that George is a very hands-on guy, and unless you get a certain director, they can basically take it away from him and can filter a lot of the things, you know, a lot of his ideas. George filtered is very good. George raw is very raw. Is, <laughs> is is uh, he lives in his own world. He likes what he likes and he isn't willing to compromise. And I think what we're seeing is he created a very cool universe. He also had a lot of restrictions when he first made Star Wars. When he had a guy like Irving Kirshner wasn't going to let George basically sit over his shoulder in, in Empire. So that's why we got that darker universe. George came back and was very much in control, if not directed, through the uh, through the director of uh, uh, Return of the Jedi, and forced a lot of his ideas back into the movies, and then took a sabbatical. And then when he went went back, and they said we're going to make the prequels now. What you're seeing is is George without people coming in. Uh, interpreting or, or giving giving him a little bit more life or soul back into the project. And you can hear that in those voices and the, the acting. It just wasn't there. I think the argument that can be made is that George probably shouldn't be allowed to write any kind of dialogue for anybody. That's true. Or anything like that. I think the story that he was trying to tell in the prequels was a good story. I think it was edited badly, 
It had interesting characters and interesting locations and things like that. For the most part, there were some bad ones, like the mm. Gungans were just poorly executed. No worse than those two robots in the Transformers films, though. Uh. Um, Which ones? They're all bad. The the racism bots from I, the second yes. one. They, they were probably the worst <laughs> out of the whole thing. The Racisticons. But That's what I just happens think to Michael Bay right? The Racisticons. I think the prequels get an unfair amount of bad press because of the rose-colored glasses we all have, and we all really should admit we have, for the first three. Oh, yes, I'll give you that. Like, a lot of the hatred is emotional hatred, instead of going... Like, they're not great movies, but the originals were not amazing movies either. They're my favorite movies, but if I sat down and said, can I give them Oscars? No. I can't. Empire, but I'll still put them on before I watch any other movie on the planet. I would say take a look at like he created great ideas, and he's a very technical guy, and very he's got a very specific mindset. Created the characters, and then you know made it an homage to the Buck Rogers and those those old serials, much like he did with Indiana Jones. You you see like with Indiana Jones, he had he was acting as a filter for Steven Spielberg. Spielberg was also a filter for him, so they couldn't. Nobody, you know, it was like putting two cats on a leash. Neither one could go too far <laughs> away from each other. And yeah, I agree. That's what happened. Like you, you see the, even with the the TV cartoons that came out, the Clone Wars cartoons, they took the ideas that he had, and they ran them through the other producers. And people by committee, and I, you know, I think that's what George is kind of bitter with right now, because he's, it was taken away from him. But you no, know, to his credit, true. I mean, he created this world that people want to play in, and mm-hmm. as long as he's kind of set those ground rules, here it is. But even even his ground rules kept changing, like with the the Metaclorians and that, and everybody went bad idea. We'll get rid of that. We don't like it. Throw it over there. This bad idea. Take that out or change it a bit. And I think people want to play in that playground. They like that world. And I, you know, it's, I can see where he's going, but it's my playground. Can yeah. I, I want to play with it. I wonder what we'd all be like in his position. You know, uh, that's the other thing. At, at a certain point, you just, do you want to, do you want It's, you it's everybody's toy, you? but it was my toy first. It was my yeah. toy first. <laughs> <laughs> so but, what else were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love where this was Star going. Wars and everything else I've... just falls aside. For the longest time, Mark has wanted to go at me in terms of like Star Wars and Joss Whedon and Marvel and DC and everything and Star Trek, and it was just it was just nice to like throw James under the bus there. So I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I saw I... how you dodged that. Oh like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> don't have to detail. don't have to be faster than the bear. Just got to be faster than James. <laughs> Hey, listen, I wasn't getting thrown under the bus. I'll stand and fight. <laughs> I'll stand and fight. Uh, we'll moving on. Um, okay, so much... Some of the other trailers that popped up this week. Uh, I know everybody wants to talk about Spider-Man, but I kind of want to go to some of the uh, also-rans uh, first. Um, Baywatch. Uh, I actually, I really I like this trailer a lot, and I, I think it's. And I think it's I'm because I'm. Yeah, like, and I think it's because I'm a big fan of this new style of movie that remakes something but 
doesn't take it seriously when it remakes it, like 21 Jump Street. Um, I like both of those movies. 21 and 22 Jump Street were actually really good. They were probably some of my surprise favorites. They were so better than they should have been because on paper it's it's an awful premise, but then you throw like Jonah Hill in there and um how oh, oh what's his name? Uh, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum in there. And it just too funny together. They're, they're hilarious. Really they play- because you don't think Channing Tatum could meet Jonah Hill on like that same comedic level, but he does. And he's like He's so dumb funny that it's awesome. I love it. And uh, I get that in this Baywatch movie, too. Like, that moment... I mean, it's it's kind of being serious. You see The Rock in there swimming in and saving people and, mm-hmm. and they kind of throw the one line out of, you know, when he pulls the girl out and she she uh, wants to offer him a reward, so to speak. And yeah, says, yeah, yeah. First, we got to save you. Yeah, throws but her overboard, they, yeah. They do the classic Baywatch running sequence of her in slow mo- the girl in slow motion and yep. it pans back to two people going why does it always look like she's running in slow motion yeah I thought you that see too. that too <laughs> I love it 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 really knows that the power of this movie is in how seriously like the rocks character and um all the other characters take their job so seriously and that's what makes it funny is that <laughs> you guys are just a bunch of jacked up lifeguards and that's it and like um Zac Efron too <laughs> it's hilarious the, the line that i i was laughing the uh they show the line where it goes i don't have to explain myself to you people and what do you mean you people yeah, and, and says, like, no, no, you're just you, you're just slightly tanned. He says you don't get to say that line. <laughs> yeah, like it, like I'm, like I was sold, like on this trailer alone. Um, yeah, I'm definitely gonna go and catch that uh, if I can because I wanna, I wanna laugh out loud in a movie theater. I think, yeah. I think that's what I need for to wash away what's left of 2016. It's just a good laugh out loud. Um, they're so they're so few and far between. Comedies this year have not been funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Deadpool. Well, Deadpool. Yeah. Okay, Deadpool. we get Deadpool. And granted, up for what is it? Best musical comedy Golden Globe Award. I think it is. I think I'm gonna have to go back and double check that. But uh, anyway, continue. But uh, after that, it was like name a funny movie that came out this year, a comedy. Hmm. That you actually paid to go to the movie theater and see. Granted, you're probably not getting out to see many movies at the theater with, with, uh, with everything that's been going on with you this year. But uh, Mark, yeah. what was the, what was the last comedy that you went to see and pay money for? Deadpool. In all honesty, it was Deadpool, and well, that's, that's, <laughs> so that's a comic book c- comedy. Really, that was the last so, one. That was January. I, I I was a little bit later. I, I saw Deadpool, but I also saw uh, Ted Two, and that's because but, I like Ted One. Ted I didn't see Ted Two. So. Was not funny. It had periods of funniness, but overall, it was not funny. And I got my money back because the projector broke halfway through, and uh, and we got a free ticket. So technically, I didn't even spend money on it. Did you use the free ticket to go see that? No, I'd use a free ticket to go see something else. I said, <laughs> That's I terrible. Think, when I think you miss half a movie, and you're like, Egh, I'll see something else. Well, we saw enough of it to know that we. 
weren't going to see it again. Yeah. Now, the only other comedy I can think of that I saw in theater this year, which would have been after Deadpool, I took my daughter to see Zootopia, which was actually pretty good. And it's Zootopia Disney. was good. Uh, Moana was was really good. Moana was brilliant. That wasn't really a comedy. Uh, I guess it's kind of a comedy though. There, yeah, but I don't classify those as being like you. You want to see a raunchy comedy? Yeah, and it's I'm not a back, comedy. Comedy. You're right. I'm going back to Netflix and watching comedies on there from, you know, a few years back. Uh, Accepted, I think, was the last one that I watched and was was really good. That was uh, Jonah Hill again. You're right. There are no. Um, I'm scrolling through like a list of comedies yeah. this year, and I didn't see any of them. I don't even know half of them. Yeah, um, um, there was uh, Zach and uh, what was that one with Zach Efron? Oh, uh, oh Neighbors Two. Need, no, the two. Well, Neighbors Two wasn't even. Oh, um, oh, uh, the girls uh, need yeah. wedding dates or whatever. What's yeah. their names? Yeah, I couldn't remember. Yeah, with, uh, I mean, it, it had a pretty decent cast. Again, I'm glad I didn't spend money to see it. Yeah. Um, I did catch, after the fact, um, through the TV a couple of days ago, uh, Sausage Party. Oh, how was that? That was disturbingly hilarious at times. (laughs) This must have been like the unrated version, because there's no way this would have made it into movie theaters. Like, There's no way it should have. Mike and Dave need wedding dates. That's it. Yep. Okay. But yeah, that was uh, uh, Seth Rogen. Okay. So Seth Rogen did Sasha. Mm-hmm. Completely forgot about that one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of came and went. Uh, and uh, But yeah, no, I enjoyed it. That one was that one was kind of funny. But uh, no, did I pay money for it? Maybe pay for it. And, you know, the money. But anyway. Um, no. And so then. Movies that I might pay money to go see would be uh, uh, The Fate of the Furious. Yeah, um, which is interesting an interesting take on uh, the Fast and the Furious mm-hmm. universe that they've got here. Yeah, yeah. James, what are your thoughts on it? I I've become a fan of the series. I've watched them all. I was I watched the first one. wasn't really a fan of the other ones until Fast Five, and when they kind of re reworked it and you brought in all the other characters from the other movies and kind of changed the whole tone of the movies. Um, mm-hmm. The last one with the Paul Walker ending and you kind of stepped away from it a little bit. It became a little too... I didn't think the last one was a great movie. I, mm. I saw what they were trying to do with introducing the bad guys and, and now this one. It's a little bit of a twist where the bad guy is is Dom. Vin Diesel, and he's being chased by his old team, and they're bringing bad guys in, and Charlize Theron, and Jason Statham, and Kurt Russell, and plus he most of the original cast. Right. I'll, I'll, it'll probably have my my money. If not, I'll buy the buy the Blu-ray like I've done the other ones. <laughs> it's this. I think fate or fate of the Furious is that what they're calling? It? I think That's it's what a. They're calling it. It's a renter for me. I think yeah. it's. I don't know. I've seen the rest of them. I think mm-hmm. I saw maybe one of them in the theaters, and I enjoy them. But I don't know. It's more of the same. It kind of feels, and we all know Dom's going to end up being the good guy at the end of the whole thing. Because frankly, 
Oh yeah, vehicle, it's, so. it's just well, a swerve. I like the fact that yep. this is this is a uh, this is eight of ten, and they've they've set it and finally set a point that said, "Here's where we will finish. Here is a, the story that we want to tell," which is which is kind of interesting in that respect, where it started off as a one-off movie. Then it, number two, he wasn't even in. Number mm-hmm. three, he got one scene at the end, and that's what gave him. Right back the rights to the movies. Hmm. Yeah. Is it uh, they needed him for 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 Tokyo Drift for that final sequence, and he said, "Fine, but you give me, I I will agree to sign up to it, but you also give me an associate producer credit, and you give me the rights to the pitch black character." Huh. The Riddick. The Riddick with Chronicles of Riddick. So they said, "Sure, we'll give you that." And uh, but you need to agree to to do more movies, and that's why he came back for Fast Four and that point on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I kind of got to go with uh, Mark on this one. I think this one's going to be a rent for me. It's it's more of the same, and uh, I don't want to dump money into more of the same. We'll we'll see how it goes. I would rather cautiously cautiously optimistic. Uh, rental of sorts uh, so to speak if, if nothing else just go back and watch Fast Five again mm, that, yeah. that's a great movie that's probably yeah. my favorite actually uh, huh yep. yeah yeah which one I get it's hard yeah. to think of them all in the correct order though when there's this many of them yeah like <laughs> timelines wait when did one, the wait one, two, when was four, Fast five, Fast and Furious 3 what what? Six, three, <laughs> and then seven and eight. Seven. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't necessarily yeah. watch them in either the correct order or the order they came out in either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> and then you've got uh, the last one that came out this weekend was was uh, The War of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I am in again. I'm intrigued. Um, I I liked uh, I liked the two Planet of the Apes uh, movies so far, and um, I yeah, confess, I've only seen the first one. The second one watch. I started to watch on Netflix and didn't finish uh, for whatever reason. Asleep? I don't. Did you fall asleep? Uh, you know what? I think it was just I, I something came up. I stopped it and just never went back. Yeah. And which is kind of the downside to Netflix, which is a great thing about Netflix, but it's the the ADD kind of gets to you and something. <laughs> hey, that's shiny over there. Stop. Yep. I wasn't able to get into any of the new Planet of the Apes. I just, I don't know what it was about them, but I haven't just been able to watch them. Was it the Tim I Burton like one that ruined you? And then 10 minutes later, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was Charlton Heston at the end of the original that ruined me. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think James Franco was a hard sell for me to, to sit and watch James, James Franco talking to an ape. James Franco's always a hard sell for me. Yeah. In the first one. I thought you were going to say James Franco is always talking to apes. <laughs> That's probably also true. <laughs> Hey man, what's no, with all the ape stuff going on? No, that's horrible. I'm gonna stop that. <laughs> you should do that at impression at parties. 
there was no. a guy that had so no. much potential in. Who, me or James Franco? James Franco. Oh, okay. <laughs> Taking digs at me now, man. <laughs> uh, but finally, um, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. What were your reactions to uh, Spider-Man uh, Homecoming? Uh, Mark, we'll start with you. How many times are we going to reboot Spider-Man? It hasn't worked yet. I'm sorry. I just I don't I can't be too positive about it. Mm-hmm. I, the trailer looked kind of good, but just it doesn't seem to work big screen, and I'm not sure why. Mm-hmm. That and it also the trailer that I just watched again today feels kind of like an Iron Man commercial more than a Spider-Man commercial. <laughs> Yeah, it does have a lot of um, Tony Stark attitude, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you got something that works, you know, and and Tony Stark works, Robert Mm -hmm. Downey Jr., people like him. And I'm hoping... He's guaranteed money. Yeah, and I'm hoping that what we've seen of uh, Stark in the the trailer is all that we're going to see of him in the movie. Like, hopefully that is it for him. Like, those maybe, like, two or three scenes where he pops up. And I think, like, I'm hoping that that is it. But it was it was good. It was a nice kind of, like, moment of, like, levity and a nice funny moment uh, between him and Peter in the limo there. So I'm hoping that, that that's kind of, like, maybe at the beginning of the movie to kind of, like, set the tone that it's a little, it's a little ha-ha funny kind of uh kind of like tongue in cheek uh, at times so i'm hoping that that just sets the tone for the humor and now, the rest one, of what i like about it is that there's no this isn't really your classic reboot mhm we've, we've been introduced to the character we no like backstory character. yeah we know yeah. the backstory which is nice we don't need to see him being bit by the spider again we mm-hmm. don't need an elaborate different montage a montage well, not even like with the, with the Amazing Spider-Man, they said, "Well, we've already done the the origin story. Let's change it away from what was even established in the comic book." Mm-hmm. So this one is, we got Aunt May, we got we we've got uh, Peter. It works. Let's just go with it. Mm-hmm. Gets the gets a fancier costume. Yeah, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, James. Um... Uh, Michael Keaton, wasn't he, uh, walking away from Spider-Man at one point or like, I could have swore I read or saw something that said that he was out. Um, he was in, I think the internet will probably say, oh yeah, it was negotiations or back and forth, but mm -hmm. uh, I think I know the story that you're talking about. Uh, no, I think he's always been in. Yeah. Okay. I must have just again imagined it, just but so burnt There's one of those fatigue. guys that has now crossed over from from DC to to Marvel. You know, mm-hmm. the bad guy, and, and we know he can play a good bad guy. And there's a guy that that hasn't been really seen and used it, it for a little while. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing Michael Keaton, kind of a a re, rebirth. I am. Yeah, I'm hoping that this is As, uh, vulture. Yeah, I'm hoping that this is going to spring uh, spring him uh, forward into Beetlejuice 2, because I think that needs to happen. That's I just a brilliant like to see idea. Michael Keaton is uh, just being an actor again, just being out. He, he's such a good multi-purpose actor. He can be the mm-hmm. good guy, but he can also be a really good bad guy. 
I still think he was the best Batman. Yes. He was the... You know what? Um, When it all boils down to it, he was not only the best Batman, but I think he was also the best Bruce Wayne. Agreed. Like, when you take take a look at it, and you look at um, Val Kilmer... He had no business being Bruce Wayne or no business being Batman. And then George Clooney, I get it. He was the, you know, he was the the big rising star, big name, you know, actor at the time. So he would make, he'd make a good. He would have been a great Batman in anybody else's movie. Yeah. And, And two, Val Kilmer got Batman because he was Wild Bill Hickok. Or Doc Holliday. Mm. In in, uh, in Tombstone, and he was yep. amazing in Tombstone. But but, any, but then you take a look anybody, at like, yeah, it really doesn't matter who it is that you could you could have used Michael Keaton, you could have used, you know, Batman himself, you know, <laughs> in in those particular movies, was never going to work, mm-hmm. and and. Uh, yeah. and, and that director had just completely Schumacher. A, yeah. Schumacher, thank you. Schumacher took a great big steaming pile right on cinema and put it on the screen twice. <laughs> oh, don't uh, don't hold back. Don't oh, hold back, yeah, James. Tell us how you really feel, James. <laughs> yeah, I mean, great great actors: Tommy Lee Jones, Jim Carrey. You know, and then he turned around and and populate it with just you know we had. They they paid overpaid for Arnold Schwarzenegger. It just oh, it just makes me mad. Yeah, <laughs> I take this stuff seriously. Yeah, I can tell. So, um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna like I'm very 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 optimistic about Spider Man. Uh, I think this has got it all lined up. Like it feels like it's hitting all of the Marvel beats. Maybe that's the one thing that I should be worried about because, uh, Marvel, I'm starting to see a formula come out of, uh, come out of their storytelling. And as much as they have very different directors for all the movies, I'm starting to wonder if there is just like a, like a a beat sheet that they just follow that (laughs) every, Marvel movie has to like follow these, uh, follow this formula. And but you I, take a look at the quality of movies that they're putting out, like a Doctor Strange and Ant Man. You know, yeah. You take Guardians of the Galaxy. You know that that Guardians of the Galaxy next year that's probably going to be the highlight. You know, of the I'm summer. so looking forward to that one. Oh man, Justice League coming out, and you're going. I'm much more interested. Justice what? Exactly. And you're DC going, makes movies. Yeah, and I'm much more interested in Guardians Two. Yep, and and that rabble of characters that they have. And the great thing about that is they barely showed us anything in that trailer. They barely show us anything in that Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. And yeah, that second and, trailer was fantastic, though. It was good. Oh yeah. So so, whatever you do, don't hit the button. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Uh huh. Uh huh. No. <laughs> Anyone got any tape? <laughs> I am good. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put tape over the death button. Me and my wife actually watched that trailer together, and we immediately 
threw Netflix on and went right for Guardians of the Galaxy one and watched it again, and then sat here. Oh, oh it's, nice. a, it's, a, it's a great boyish anticipation going. We so need to see that movie. When's it coming out? Oh, not soon enough. Go figure. Yeah. You know, I do worry for Marvel that they're oversaturating a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't even watch. I haven't even seen Civil War yet. Oh, I watched. I watched Age yep. of Ultron, and then I was just like, "Oh, I don't feel like watching." Yes, but this Civil yeah, War, this Captain America time. Civil War, is 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 a nice breath of fresh air. It really cleanses the palate after. Uh, you watch Ant Man, and then watch that. Mm-hmm. Ant Man was okay. I didn't. Okay, so you've seen Ant Man, all right? Yeah, it didn't rock my world, but I never really read Ant Man's book at all. The, so, you really don't need to because it's such a variation of the character. Okay, gotcha. It's, it's it was not, it wasn't bad, but again, I think I was almost comic booked out when I saw it. And and Doctor Strange is really good. Yeah, that I have to it, see. Yeah, you saw it. I saw it. Yeah, it took they took Chuck to it. She's seen it twice. I've seen it once. Yeah, she loved it that much. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we went back. I says uh, we went to see Fantastic Beasts on the weekend as well. And uh, I said, so which one was your favorite? And she says, you can't make me choose. <laughs> she, it's she okay. Really, you can really like them Dr. all. Strange. Yeah. Oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. This is if they, this is the type of movie that she's gonna, you know, peg to. I think I've done my job as a father. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're bringing her up right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so you should be going to a movie by myself or by yourself. What's Aaron, that? When it comes down to it, I know you're a DC guy. I am. However, when it comes to films, I'm assuming that that varies uh, a little bit. <laughs> oh my! Uh, after watching Suicide Squad, I have no, I have no interest in DC movies. Oh, correction, I will watch Wonder Woman. Uh, Wonder Woman only because really good. everything so far looks good however that's what Suicide Squad did is it looked good it sounded good and then even like Man of uh, Batman v Superman and Man of Steel all the trailers and everything like oversold it and Uh, I got my hopes up way too much I was worried about the Batman v Superman Suicide Squad I fell into the same thing Beautiful trailers, movie, miss a mark. Now, here's where we have a little bit of a, what I, what I would say is potentially good news for DC going forward is after Suicide Squad, they made some re, they, they re-rigged their movie portion or movie uh, layout. They put Jeff Johns in charge of it. Mm-hmm. Jeff Johns is yeah, one which... of their head writers, but he's also their head consultant. He's also a guy that learned at the hands of Richard Donner. Mm-hmm. So Richard Donner taught him film. Yeah, Richard Donner, Superman, enough said. So he's got, you know, he's he's got the chops for it. Mm-hmm. So they went back. And they also took a lot of the power away from Zack Snyder, and a lot of the creative control now falls under Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns became directly involved in Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. He's directly involved in Justice League. He's directly involved in co-writing the new Batman movie with Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. 
he's he's now steering the ship. He is going to be there, Kevin Feeney. Uh, and and he's a guy that gets it. You know, anybody that's read the comic books, read his his material, he's the guy that when you want somebody steering that ship, he has a, a genuine love for the characters. Right. And I think that's what was missing. Zack Snyder is he's probably a very good good filmmaker. Um. Yeah, but I, I didn't didn't see that love for the characters or the the history or the continuity. Yeah. He was just kind of throwing characters on the screen. <laughs> like what he did with, with uh, Watchmen. Made a very technically accurate movie. Yeah. But it was a, you know, I mean, hey, you were there with me and we walked out of the movie halfway yep. through. <laughs> it just, yeah. It, it, was, it, it, was, it was a tough movie to sit through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even then, it's a bit on Netflix. I haven't sat back. It's not an enjoyable movie to watch. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, I know, like, it's one of those movies I'll never go back to. I muscled through it, but, oh yeah, never, never again. But yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know what to think. Yeah, DC, I think, yeah, Wonder Woman will be my last one that I'll go and check out, but everything, like, uh, Johns has a huge, huge, huge mountain, you know, to overcome, like the like the like the pile of bodies that these movies have left in their wake, like the like the missteps, the miscues, and everything. It's gonna take a it's gonna take a a really solid movie. It's gonna take one, and if Wonder Woman can't, I think it's gonna have to be Wonder Woman. And if Wonder Woman can't do that, it's uh, I think wow. they're doomed. If you take a look at the trailer so far of what they shot for Justice League, it's a lot different tone too. Hmm. Here's a, there's a little bit more lightheartedness, not taking it so seriously. The the banter back and forth mm. might work. Yeah, we shall or it see. Could become silly. Yeah, there's always that risk. Yeah, you know, it's... that's where you know, <laughs> like when, when Marvel's looking at it, at it, going, "Hey, listen, what this is what we're doing, and people like, like it." Maybe they should do it up like the Super Friends. <laughs> <laughs> no. There was a there was a crossover comic book that my daughter has that's Scooby Doo plus the Justice League. Oh yeah, oh, that nice. might be what saves DC films. A little shaggy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> hey, the Warner's got the rights to everything. Yep. I remember they did that back in the day. They had like the old Scooby Doo cartoons where they actually met Batman sixty six. Really, and I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty Scooby sure it was Adam Scooby West Scooby. and Burt Ward, yeah. like doing the voices. I'm <laughs> pretty sure. The... Yeah, and they... Chuck has the uh, the DVD. Yeah, and then Scooby Doo kick and, and got Scooby Doo meets Batman. Yeah, and then didn't they do like Scooby Doo meets like Kiss, like the band Kiss? Like <laughs> I think they've done that, and they've done a bunch of the wrestling ones lately. And oh yeah. Oh, Scooby Doo like meets John Cena or somebody, or well, Scooby Doo, you know, and he's tagging up with the Undertaker on a cross country adventure. Because <laughs> uh, when Some, you can't wrestle, you become a cartoon. Somehow I don't picture the Undertaker hanging out with Scooby Doo. Yeah, and then there's uh, Scooby Doo at some uh, at WrestleMania. I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think it's Mara, possible. My daughter watched that on Netflix. Yeah. Yep, you know, it's been on a few times. 
So, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. And on that Star, Star Wars this weekend. So Yeah. So I have no idea when I'm going to see it, but hopefully hopefully you guys can get out and see it soon and enjoy it and tell me how awesome it is. So <laughs> yeah. some tickets and uh, I think it's the perfect pre-Christmas gift. Nice. Nice. Go, and go see Star Wars for uh for the night just before we hang up the stockings. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Don't spoil it too much, but yeah. Just let me know how it goes. And, yeah. And, spoiler free. And, and I guess, you know, because, uh, I definitely won't be involved in, uh, any, uh, future recordings before Christmas. Um, Merry Christmas to get you. Yeah. Yeah. Merry Christmas, dude. Merry and, Christmas, uh, yeah. And I guess that's where we'll we'll leave it off uh, for this uh, episode of Geeks with Kids. Uh, are you guys looking forward to Christmas? Are the listeners looking forward to Rogue One uh, coming up? And uh, what about all these other uh, movie trailers that come out? Are you excited about any of them? Do you think there are any that you would um, prefer never to have seen being made? And uh, maybe what are your uh, what are going to be your traditions to ring out uh, 2016 and get it the heck out of Dodge? kind of thing so if you want to hit us up on the interwebs we're at uh, www.geekswithkids.ca you can find us on the facebooks at uh, geeks with kids uh, podcast uh, twitter um, geeks with kids cn we're on itunes we're on google play stitcher uh, shout engine we're all over the place so check us out on our website. You can uh, leave us some comments and give us some feedback. So uh, for Geeks with Kids, James, uh, thanks for coming by again. <laughs> it was good to hear from you. And uh, yeah, and uh, Mark, uh, thanks for joining us uh, again. Uh, hope to have you on uh, uh, maybe for the uh, big Star Wars roundup at uh, some point because I always love your <laughs> I always love your take on the on the Holy Trilogy, dude. <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> and uh, I'm your host Aaron and that's been uh, Geeks with Kids so we'll be seeing you sometime soon have a good night everybody see ya good night, good night. Majram. <laughs>